Is it possible to work out smarter, not harder, with the right workout? This is a Healthier Michigan Podcast, Episode 149. Coming up, we discuss what we should look for in a workout routine that matters. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan Podcast. It's a podcast that's dedicated to navigating how we can improve our health and well-being through small healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. and every other week we sit down with a certified expert to discuss topics that cover nutrition, fitness, and a lot more than that. And on this episode, perfect timing because I'm, I'm making resolutions to make my resolutions. YouTube fitness video and exercise routines are there. Workout class is an idea, but we're gonna dive into the elements we should be looking for across the board for the best workout for you. With me today, a certified personal trainer and macro nutrition coach, uh, Anne-Marie Wakula. Good to see you. Nice to be back. Good to see you. Yeah. You know, this idea of finding the best workout for me or for you, context is important here. There's so many options available when it comes to choosing a workout, which is great because it allows us a lot of variety. It allows us to find something that, you know, we don't think of as maybe work. It's something that becomes part of our DNA. And it just suits us. It, it could be something we're actually enjoying, right? Yes, absolutely. So many options and a lot of people like to do it on their own. So hopefully, you know, you'll be able to take away some tips today from our conversation. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got high-tech stuff, uh, old-fashioned, you know, just do it yourself with body exercises. You're also a trainer. I am. So this idea, you just mentioned it, right? You can do this on your own. In your experience, this idea of on-demand on YouTube to having an adventure approach, getting a healthy lifestyle. Where do you see a lot of people fall, especially this time of the year, when it comes to creating a new plan for themselves? Well, this time of year, we're thinking about New Year's resolutions or we've already started our New Year's resolution. So people are looking for change. They're looking to get active again. Sometimes we fizzle out as the months go on, but hopefully we'll find something that's right for us and really good for our goals to be able to see the changes that we want to see. So well-rounded exercise is what we are looking for. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean variety? Is that what you mean? It does mean variety. Yeah. So you want to look for something, you know, that has all sorts of elements, strength training, cardiovascular, stretching and flexibility, balance, all of those things are key to finding something that's going to really make you a well-rounded person when it comes to exercise and get the results that you want to achieve, especially with imbalances. Yeah. Well, explain that a little bit more because that's a, that's an intriguing part of this equation all, all by itself. Absolutely. So when we're sticking to one type of exercise, right, let's just take cardiovascular, for example, I think when people, especially when they're starting with their resolutions, they're looking for, you know, I want to lose weight. We instantly think about, let's get on the treadmill, let's do some cardio. If we're always doing cardio all the time, then we're going to have some imbalances in our muscles. So we want to incorporate all sorts of elements into the type of exercise that we choose. And yet, I've seen people, I've never been one of these people, I've jogged some in my life, never been a distance guy, but maybe in, a, in the day, two and a half, three miles, but I was still doing some weight training, et cetera, et cetera, variety. But yet I meet people who are runners. That's all they ever do. And of course, when you meet them, they're the most fit person in the room when you meet them. So for some people, finding that one thing, you know, being the guy that picks things up and puts them down, you know, they may not even want to do cardio. So for some people, it does seem to work. 
it does seem to work, but strength training is going to make you a better runner. So I would definitely incorporate that into your routine if you are, you know, really into running or any type of cardiovascular exercise. But not only is it going to make you a better runner, but, you know, time's not stopping or slowing down. So as we age, it's important to put those key elements of strength training in just for functional movement patterns, you know, like you mentioned, like bending over, picking something up, sitting down. That's just important for the longevity of yourself. So it's interesting you say bending over, picking things up. I've been working out with a trainer lately. Good. Yeah. And he's got me doing an exercise that when he says it, until you do it, you're thinking, oh, come on, what is that going to be? So it's a 50-pound barbell, and he puts a rubber handle thing in the middle, and he says, just pick it up in the middle and walk around like it's a suitcase. And then I want you to stop. It's only going to be 30 seconds. And then bend your knees like you're putting it down, and it could be a five-gallon bucket of paint. It could be I'm going on a vacation. And he said, I want you to balance. I'm not standing on some unusual surface. It's just me. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, Anne-Marie, this is, what's the point? I mean, what really? What is this for? And then you do it, and you think, oh, I'm unsteady. I've got to have some balance in the wrist and the hand and the up through the arm. I've got to make sure my legs are right. And to your point, that's often the place where I think a lot of people wind up in trouble. You know, there's this old joke about picking up a suitcase and waving goodbye, and you're like, oh, where'd that come from? Because, you know, it just happens because you're doing normal stuff. And so having done this now, I'm thinking for me, doing normal stuff and enhancing it, it's working. It's great. Yeah, it is working. And one of the things he's working on with you, I mean, not only you've got just being able to pick something up, but that balance. Balance is very, very important to work in a, to work on as we age. We don't think about core strength, you know, and what it does for our entire body. And that alone, just standing on one foot, simple, you know, we're thinking simple. It was probably pretty challenging where you were holding that, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. For sure it was. But those are the things that are going to keep us up and steady and moving and feeling good. So here we are this time of the year. We've just talked in a different episode about goals versus resolutions. But let's say our goal is to start an exercise routine. So to start something, you've got to begin it. What is your suggestion of how do we go about beginning and then choosing what could be good for us? Right. So first things first, what are your goals? You know, we talked about that before I know, but think about it. Is it, you know, to lose weight? Is it to build strength and muscle? Is it just to be able to do the functional movement patterns that we've talked about before? What are your goals? And then we have also talked about creating a schedule, right? So creating that schedule, putting it in your calendar, marking it down and sticking to it. And then comes the routine. So there are five elements that I love to plan for when I'm putting together a workout program for myself or for my clients. First element would be cardiovascular exercise, like we talked about. So that's going to improve your heart health and endurance. The second element that I would put in would be the strength training. Absolutely. It builds and tones muscles. It also speeds up your metabolism. The more muscle you have on your body, the more calories you can burn at rest when you're sleeping at night. So it's very important to incorporate strength training. And you know, just a side note, no matter what your age is, do not be intimidated by the gym. I work out in the morning at six in the morning and I've got people there that are 25 up to 85 that are my friends there. So doesn't matter your age, strength training is for everybody. Third element would be flexibility and mobility exercises. So, you know, that that helps with range of, range of motion. 
it reduces the risk of injury too. So we want to make sure that we're stretching and incorporating that into it. And then balance and stability, like you were talking about with your trainer, you know, picking things up and balancing on one foot. And then the last thing that I would consider putting into your routine would be core strengthening. So abdominal exercises, um, lower back exercises, um, it helps for your posture, helps for your stability. So when you're thinking of a plan for yourself, cardio, strength, flexibility, balance, and core strengthening would be the five elements that I would put together. Yeah, those are great categories. I've got a buddy who's work who works purely on I think it would be considered core and back and kind of balance issues and he's he's not infirm at all and he's not that that old of a guy. And I asked him I said, "Why are you concentrating on that?" He said, "We we continue to have grandchildren and I just want to be able to get on the floor, be with them and pick them up and goof around and then eventually be able to stand up, you know, to get yeah. up in a normal way." So his goal, his why is not about putting on bigger biceps or, you know, losing weight. His why is to strengthen his core and his back so he can goof around with kids. And I'm thinking, well, brilliant. What a great routine that, you know. Yep, I absolutely love that. So if you're going to go out and start something, there's also, I think, a factor. I I don't know that everybody feels intimidated walking into a gym, especially it's the new year, so maybe there are more people there. How do you speak to your clients about that notion, well... I did. I do want to lose weight, but I don't look as great in the workout outfit as that guy or that woman. You know, there is this psychological block to going into starting something often. Yes. So when I do my programming, I program for home and gym. So you do have the option to start at your house if you want to. And the reason why I do that is because I do have women that say I don't feel comfortable going in, whether it's they feel like people are looking at them or they're not comfortable with their own appearance and want to start in their home. So you absolutely, you know, you don't have to be out there if you're not ready for it. You can start your fitness journey at home when you don't need a lot of equipment, body weight, body weight exercises you can start with and then start to, you know, go out and have fun with it, head out to the store and go get some resistance bands or a stability ball or lightweight. So, you know, you can get great results with body weight and low weights and low impact exercise at your home and then ease your way into a gym atmosphere or a fitness studio atmosphere. And when you say body weight exercise, we just assume everybody knows what we're talking about. But the old-fashioned stuff that a lot of us just did in, you know, physical ed class, right? A push-up, doing a sit-up, doing, you know, doing a plank. Those are all body weight exercises, right? Absolutely. Lunges, squats, air squats, no weight. That's challenging. Do 20 of those real fast, you're, you're burning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. And the good news is it's free 99, right? I mean, you can do them when you're on the road traveling, if that's part of business or personal activity for the next group of holidays. It's You can do it at home, like you say, so you don't need to have a lot of gym equipment. You really don't. And there's, you know, even the resistance bands, those can be, you know, put into a suitcase and taken with you. Very simple, easy, not a lot of equipment. You don't need a lot of equipment to get started. So every once in a while, my wife and I will drop in with friends or relatives, you know, we fitness just to test our age to see if I'm, I literally am half my age, you know, when it comes to how I'm hitting fake golf balls and swinging a baseball bat. I'm not sure how accurate it is, but I feel good when they show me my age is lower than it is. And then my brother just, he just got one of these VR headsets that's got this, you know, all kinds of things that you do that you're swinging and you really break out in a sweat. For me, I would put it in the category of variety. I don't really do it all the time. It's not the main thing I do. When I do it, it's fun. 
and I do break a sweat, and I know I'm probably doing more cardio than anything else in those things, but it is one of those things that adds a variety to the, it's a spice of life, right? Yes. Oh, I can't even believe that. That's so funny. I didn't even think of the VR headset because we have one of those here and I watched my son and he is just pouring with sweat. So yeah, you've got (laughs) that, right? That's so fun. But there are so many different boutique fitness studios popping up everywhere. I'm seeing like the infrared sauna ones. There's another one, like a rowing one, a rowing place. There's so much. I, I mean, you just, the sky's the limit if you are used to thinking, you know, weights, and walking or cardio, you know, kind of venture out there and see what's around you because there are so many different options and finding what you love is really important. You know, that exercise, a lot of people do exercise programs just because they think that that's what they're supposed to do, but it's really all about finding what you love and what you're going to um, be consistent with. And then also in the back of your mind, thinking of those key elements that make it a good, well-rounded fitness program. And finding what you love, doesn't that help all of us kind of get in your flow then when you're not, all of a sudden you are sweating, but you don't notice it and time just flies by and you go, holy cow, I just worked out for 50 minutes and it's just been awesome. I didn't even think it was that much time. That would be an awesome goal to have along with getting fit, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Finding what you love. You know, it doesn't feel like working out when you're enjoying that. And I also think it helps if you enlist a partner or support program or support group of people to help keep you motivated. It's nice to find people with you know, like-minded goals that are gonna keep you going. Like I told you earlier about my gym family when I'm there you know, at six in the morning, it's all the same people and we, all, we know each other, we know about each other's families. It's really just a nice environment. And when someone's not there, <laughs> we all get in trouble the next day. Where are you? <laughs> Why were you here? Trust me. I feel accountable to those people. So, you know, having that really helps as well. But the other end of that uh, coin, the other side of that coin is that you can become an influencer then. You are, of course, because you're a leader, but everybody in your class can be an influencer to those around them who either didn't show up for a reason you're concerned or you're just giving them a little heck for the, you know, just because it's fun. But you can influence their behavior and it's helpful to you too, because then you're kind of becoming a leader. You know what? You absolutely do. Even I know I have an accountability buddy and we will see what other people are doing in the gym and we'll ask them questions. Even as trainers, you know, we're like, wow, I've never seen it done that way. Or, you know, that looks interesting. I'm going to try it again tomorrow. So we kind of influence each other's movements and bounce ideas off each other. It's nice. There's a a great recording artist from Detroit named Kim. And uh, I've been a fan of his for a long time, and I just watched a video podcast interview with him, and he had a saying that really struck me, and I knew we were going to talk today. And his, his saying is, he's had some failure in his life, his early part of his life, and he said, failure is not final. And I thought, what a brilliant slogan, you know? And that is the case when it comes to working out and diet and setting a New Year's resolution or goal early in the year. We just need to understand that failing for a day, for a week, it's not final, right? It's really the long haul we're after. Yeah, and it's important to think of the reasons why you failed. I want to put that, you know, it's it's such a, it's so hard to think of the word failure, right? Yeah, yeah. Why, you know, maybe you were doing this before. Maybe you feel like you're always starting over again. Why is that? And if you can figure that out or make a little list of things like, why didn't I follow through with my plan? then you can think of reasons to overcome that failure. 
Was it lack of time? Was it just not what you were interested in? Was it too challenging? Did you not, was it overwhelming to put a plan together for yourself? So, you know, you just think of those reasons and get past them or find solutions to move forward from it. And I think that's a brilliant way to look at it, to be able to move forward, because sometimes, too, we hit it too hard. You know, we haven't been working out for a while. And that happened, I'm sure, coming out of the pandemic. But even now, you, you hit the new part of the year and you hit it and all of a sudden you get an injury or you get close or you did way too many whatevers and you go home thinking, oh, I can't do it. Well, no, maybe you just did a few too many. Dial it down and tomorrow could be better. You know, that's something to expect, you know, when you are starting a new program. And I think, too, we think first of the year, I'm getting in the gym five days a week, right? So you may get that burnout. That's number one. So I would start small. We talked about setting goals, starting small before. But also, you know, really think about your body and how you're feeling. So if you go into a lifting program and you've never lifted weights, you're going to be sore. And you're going to say, I can't go to the gym today because I'm sore. And then I can't go tomorrow because I'm sore. You could take four to five days for that soreness to wear off. Before you know it, you feel like you missed that whole week. So do the opposite muscles. Like if, if you're working out legs one day specifically and your legs are sore, don't do legs again for a couple of days. Resting is really important when putting together your exercise plan too. So maybe the next day you're doing upper body. Maybe the next day is recovery. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's stretching. You really have to listen to those cues that your body are, you know, is telling you and alter your plan based on that. But do it consistently. You need to do the workout, get into the exercise routine consistently, even if it's just walking. You know, if you're, if you're getting into that New Year's resolution and you're like, I'm going to be doing this five days a week, listen to your body and make sure that you are, you know, doing the exercises that are appropriate for how you're feeling. I've had both of those kinds of pain after where I've had the one where I, something fell under the dining table and I got down to pick it up and I, my legs were so bad I could hardly get back up. I've had that pain, but then I've also had the pain that is encouraging, you know, where or the, uh, it's not pain, it's just tenderness after working out where you're like, yeah, oh yeah, now I, oh, I kind of feel like it actually works. And I know it's kind of achy, but yeah. So there are those different kinds of pain, right? Yes, absolutely. And I'm kind of strange. I like that because I'm like, oh, I got a good workout. But let me just say, that's not an indication always of a good workout. So a lot of the plans that I put together will do four weeks of the same workout for four weeks. So it'll be five days of programming, four weeks the same. You don't have to switch it up every day. That can be really overwhelming. So week one is always kind of torturous because you're like, all right, you know, you're sore, your body's not used to it. And then as you move on, you'll notice you're not as sore. So it doesn't mean that you're not getting a good workout if you're not sore. It just means that you're starting to adapt to the movement and that you might have to change some of the factors a little bit, whether it's lifting a little bit more weight or your repetitions are different or maybe you're slowing it down. So, you know, just got to switch it up. Are you changing it up and switching it up at four weeks or so because of your body getting too used to a certain plan or are you doing that so we don't get bored with it or both? A little bit of both, but mostly because we start to plateau and adapt to the exercises. So yeah, like you don't have to do something different every day. You know, in the week one, you're kind of testing the waters of the routine. Week two, you're looking back and saying, okay, I can lift a little bit more weight. I remember last week it wasn't as challenging, so I'm going to switch it up. Week three, you're getting, you know, into your group. And then that fourth week, you're like, okay, I'm ready for a change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. And then w what can you encourage all of us and, and 
I guess this time of the year, you know, we've got to be cautious if we're even going, try to do 10,000 steps outside. It can be cold. It can get icy. You, you want to go for your run. What other cautions do we have to think about if part of our workout is taking us outdoors, especially this time of the year? Oh, yeah. Making sure that we're dressing warm, have appropriate shoes on. They have, I gosh, I don't know what they're called, but they do have things to put on the bottom of your sneakers or your boots so that, you know, there's traction if it's icy out. But just making sure that you're dressed appropriately is key so that you don't slip. But I do encourage getting fresh air. So if it's not, you know, too terrible out, I like for, you know, for you to go outside, I would say once a day, just to even walk around the block or out, you know, down the street, get some fresh air, clear your mind. It's really good for you, you know, because we tend to stay inside this time of year more than we want to. I know that my daily activity slows down and I have to be very mindful of my daily activity during this time of year because I don't like to go outside below 70 degrees. <laughs> <Let me see. laughs> well, that's, a, that's a good part of the year in Michigan. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. 60. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. Well, but you know, to your point, even in the even in the winter, the fresh air is part of it. The sun, if the sun is out in Michigan, so okay, we got that against us. That sometimes it's not out, but when it is out, you become your own little vitamin D machine. So there's a benefit, you know, even if it's winter to get outside, right? Even if it's just for a quick walk. Definitely, that's why I try to get out for just a few minutes. Even if I'm going walking to get my son, you know, from the car, I'll park a little bit further away, and I'll I'll take that. I'll walk into school and get in those extra steps. That's something I have to do, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to be outside for that. Well, as we wrap it up, what are the takeaways you want? Are it those bullet points that you said, the ways to focus on exercise? What would you suggest we all think about? Okay. So first of all, defining clear and realistic goals. You know, what are your smart goals? Creating a realistic schedule. You know, maybe not going into this five days a week. Maybe it's three. What can you really give to your exercise routine? And then, like I said, incorporating variety, the cardio, the strength, flexibility, stability, making sure that you have all of that in your plan, whether it's, you know, within that 60 minutes that you're working out, if it's 60 or 30, you know, depending on what you can, what you can give, or if it's switching it up every other day, getting that support system. I like having a support system, an accountability person or a group of people or, you know, finding that group to cheer you on. And then being consistent over intensity. So making sure that you are consistent with your routine over, you know, really bogging yourself down with intense workouts. You want to enjoy it and find something that you really love that you're going to look forward to doing so that you can continue with it long term and really see the results. And the last thing that we didn't talk about much today that I think is very important is tracking your progress because the scale isn't always a telltale tool of how great you're doing. I would take pictures of yourself and maybe taking measurements as well would be another way to track progress. But progress can also be, you know, while I've, I'm now working out more than I have before, or, you know, I'm getting better sleep or I'm, you know, starting to have more energy. So progress is far more than the scale. It, it could be anything that you were, weren't doing before that you are doing now. That's all great stuff. I so appreciate you being with us today, Anne-Marie Wakula, who's a uh, personal trainer of macro nutrition coach and obviously an encourager and influencer uh, for me and for us. And I'm telling you, the first time we hit 70 again in Michigan, I'm going to see your face pop into my head and think, oh, finally she came out of the house. This is awesome. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> That's so funny, yes. <laughs> Have a great, happy new year. Take good care. Happy new year to you, too. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you want to know more about the show, you can check us out in so many different ways. You can jump online at a healthiermichigan.org slash podcast. Uh, you can check out our YouTube channel. You can get us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And don't forget to leave us a rating or review there. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And you can get all the new episodes, all the old episodes on your smartphone or tablet. So when you're going into a workout, you can listen to some of our great guests who are, like Anne-Marie, just awesome. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us. Hit that button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Adica. Be well. <laughs>